Hello everyone, it is Friday night and it is weekender time once again. On this week's show we kick things off with an indie of the week that's very orky, which is only right and proper for October after all. On top of that, one lucky subscriber will be in with a chance to win a copy of the Warhammer 40,000 Combat Patrol Orcs. Who'd have thunk it? Just in time for October. To be in with a chance to win, you need to be a subscriber to the channel, pop a comment below, and if you can ding Warren's dong and give us a like, that also is really helpful. Otherwise, sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekender. I'm joined this week by Brother Lloyd, the delightful Benjamino, and the delicious Justin. Lick Ooh, his head for luck. Be delicious, no? Lick his head Brilliant. for luck. He's like a Buddha. Rub his tummy for good wealth. <laughs> Lick his head for luck. I don't have a tummy. Well, well, in that case, nobody's getting good health off you. Um, we are back for another frantic week of tabletop gaming goodness. Uh, before we kick into the show, we've been very busy and will yes. be very busy for some time. We've got guests coming left, right and centre at us, coming at us like Cleopatra. Yeah, we've got a whole lot of stuff on the schedule. People haven't even arrived yet, but we have a lot of stuff planned. Oh, we have so much planned between now and the end of the year. So keep your eyes out for uh, some stuff for Corvus Belli, who were over with oh, oh, uh, doing the war crew stuff, which was amazing. Uh, we isn't there isn't there a page or something up about that for anybody who's interested in war crew as well? We we I sat down with oh, oh, and did a little uh, interview with her about the upcoming Kickstarter, so they can go watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also a sign up for the Kickstarter itself, which is linked on that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So and if, yeah. if, if Ben's very kind and very generous, it might be in the post below. Ah, uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> no, it will be there. <laughs> Depends how people are feeling. Yeah. Uh, and then hot on the heels of that, barely have time to cool down. Uh, we'll be diving into dystopian wars. Literally yeah. diving, dive, dive, dive. Uh, so there'll be a whole host of uh, videos, gameplay. Bits and bobs. I believe Chris is coming over from War Cradle Studios to uh, show us how not to play the game incorrectly. So well done, Chris. <laughs> Thanks for that. I do believe he's in Germany at the moment. So Anybody who saves me having videos. to read a book is always welcome. <laughs> always welcome. So, yeah. The, the, the talking dictionary. Mm. You're right, though, Justin. There's a whole bunch of people have gone to Germany for Spain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ess- isn't, Essence. isn't that this weekend? It's ma- this yeah, weekend. Started- it's happening as you're watching this, probably. Yes. So, anyway. Already started. So a lot of style. I imagine next week will be full of all the information from Essen yeah. uh, that people have garnered over the the last weekend's worth of of news. Um, and then later on, Osprey uh, are going full hog into Stalingrad in the Eastern Front for Undaunted. Yeah, very so daunting we'll, we'll... the amount of stuff we're doing. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there we go. Punny, very punny. So uh, yeah, later on this year we'll. We'll have a, a week where we're just taking a look at Undaunted and all the various aspects of Undaunted. Because, Such uh, a bloody awesome game. So. They're, they're not resting on their laurels, so that's Eastern Front, Western Front, North Africa, and mm. 
and I believe they even announced recently that yeah. more to come in they, the new year as they, they take tease on the Battle of Britain. Britain. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll find out a bit more from Osprey about what they're planning there. But yeah, mm-hmm. keep your eye out over the the coming weeks mm-hmm. for uh, a ton of content from those as well as all the other stuff. Exactly. We love. So if you're saving your electricity. Save it to watch us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see what what they do is if you're watching on a phone, you get one of those little uh, ten thousand like whatever thing about Bobby's battery, and ah, okay. charge that up yeah. and just yeah. put on it OTT, and that's what that's your power for on people. <laughs> Start rationing by a battery pack. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting way of doing things. I'm having flashbacks to the uh, blackouts of my youth. <laughs> I imagine it won't be long before we see those anyway. But, you know, painting by candle, the candlelight, that'll be the next uh, Jerry can. So, I mean, there, there, I tell there you are what, some pubs. Yeah. My dad took the back off our TV whenever I was a kid because they used to, less than young'uns, there were rolling blackouts whenever I was a lad at one point, and he wired a car battery to the television. <laughs> so the entire street was cooking by gas and looking by candlelight, and we still had the telly running. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what oh, it says about us. Amazing. But, you know, yeah, uh, that's, uh, see, I, I just remember when TVs had a coin slot in the back. Wow! Stick yeah. another shilling in. <laughs> Stick a shilling in the deli. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you yeah. want to watch Button Moon? That's going to be a pouncer. <laughs> Shocking stuff. Right. Enough of this gay banter. Shall we kick things off proper with the indie of the mm, week? Yes. The indie of the week. Because ah! it's, yeah. it's a bit orky. It is. We've got to get orky and crazy because it's October. <laughs> it's cramping time. Yeah. Cockney if, geezers. If you've watched any of the Warhammer TV let, uh, Let's Plays over the last little while, they have been going hard on the orc accents. So, you know, there's plenty of stuff out there to get properly in there on the whole Cockney geezer thing. But yes, um, I chose it this week um, because I was sort of poodling around the internet, as I want to do, mm. uh, and I found a chap called Mr. Mr. Modulork. He's been doing some very fun stuff and we'll look at it in a little bit more detail later as well. But they've also released, because it's October, a game which is called Modulorca. Can you see what they did there? I yeah. see exactly what they've done. Gorkamorka, Modulorca. So this has been designed as an Orcs versus Orcs skirmish combat game uh, that is sort of like a collection of small miniatures that you can play around with. So you've got probably war gangs of between like sort of five and ten miniatures per side mm-hmm. or ten in my case as I made a little goblin one is a little bit of a test which is kind of cool. Oh, nice. um, but uh, And you will battle it out for supremacy on an orc-filled planet a little bit like the old school Gorka Morka. Um, you can play it at a very small level mm-hmm with a handful of models per side, or you can take it right up to big games as well if you really want to. They've put a whole bunch of stuff in there for you to dive in and have fun with. Um, I should mention that everything we're going to be looking at here at the moment, at least when it comes to the rules side of things, and maybe one or two models and bits and pieces, are utterly free. So if there is no reason, no reason whatsoever, if you're an Orc player, not to dive in, pick up the rules, have a look at it, and see what you think of the game, downloaded it, have some fun. By Gorka's um, chopper, what a savings. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no reason not to unless you're wrong and don't like orcs. 
Well, yeah, of course, yeah. But who doesn't like orcs? You'd all well, be that, mad. That's why I said like they're orcs. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, uh, so we'll dive into the game itself. Just have a little bit of a chat about it. Um, so, as I say, it's a squad-based um, game where you're going to have a small war gang of troops. Uh, so you've got between like five and ten models per side, as I was saying. And the actual basic mechanics of the game are pretty simple and easy to dive into. Um, Everything's done using D6s, and each of your different characters within a war gang will have like a little unit card and stuff that they'll be able to uh, use, which represents all of their stats and all that kind of stuff when you're playing the game. Um, the actual rulebook itself is only around 30 pages, so 26 pages, uh, but the actual rules themselves are condensed to maybe about two or three. Um, it's got a very, very simple way of sort of rolling damage and all that kind of stuff because obviously there's a lot of shooting and there's a lot of crumping as they say or clobbering in the game so you've got melee and shooting all that kind of good stuff um each of the different characters will have their own little score which represents how good they are at shooting or clobbering and that kind of stuff and then you'll compare that on a little tiny table uh to determine what role you need on a d6 in order to hit something um there is a little bit of sort of like um chopping and changing here and there when it comes to uh, rolling for taking, well, for shooting someone or hitting someone based on either a sort of like an opposed score when it comes to clobbering. Again, very similar to sort of old games workshop rules. Uh, or when it comes to aiming, you'll be basically determining how in cover an enemy is or something like that. So it'll go up or down either way. Very, very simple, very, very easy to do. When you hit somebody with an attack, you'll see that they have some, all the different characters have got armor values and that kind of stuff. You'll compare that against a damage value from one of the weapons and you'll just do health to them. You can see the little HP on their unit cards, as you see there. Uh, and when an orc goes down, they're out of action. And that's the way you play, basically. Nice and simple. Um, although one of the fun things about this game is that if you're down and out and you're not, you've been knocked to the floor because you've lost all your HP, your leader can sort of kick you and get you back up to fight once again, which I think is really cool because uh, it's like, don't go down. You need to keep fighting. You need to keep cramping, which I think is very fun. So, yes, uh, it's are, been designed. Are you actually dead or are you just playing possum? So are you, are you just playing possum, basically? Yeah. toe to the ribs to solve that problem. <laughs> the other really fun thing about the game is that they've put in sort of like lots of different actions that you can do. Um, so there's obviously this, the shooting and the, uh, and the clobbering, which is always fun. But every model will have like an ability they can do. Uh, so this might be like um, additional charge range that they can use Overwatch, for example, with the different um, warbands and things. And each of those will allow you to kind of do something extra on your turn that'll sort of add to your sort of um, your gameplay and kind of make all the different warbands feel unique. So they've actually designed, I think it's... He's got Warren's painting glasses on with the little lights. <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever he's down in amongst the guns in an engine, he needs yeah, to see. Exactly. Uh, so I'm just going to look at the... Yeah, so there's one, two, three. There's six different factions <laughs> that they've designed so far. Each of them normally has, like, orcs, then gobos, and then a leader. And then in, in many cases, they've also designed, like, a special character as well that you can use alongside them, which I think is really fun. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different options in there for you to play around with. I like, yes, I like that. So they have coffee said, table. yeah. So the game has been designed at its very sort of like small level to be played on coffee tables and things. Mm. So that's where, where the, the name comes from, all that kind of stuff. And that brings me on to an interesting thing about how you play the games. So um, setting up a game is done using lots of different card decks. So what you'll do is you'll flip over like a battlefield one, then you'll flip over a conditions to see what's happening in the game. And then there'll be like an objective one as well. So your missions, as you can see there, in that case, it was an assassination 
spelt perfectly, as I might, mm. as I might add. That's how I spell it. <laughs> uh, and then you'll have throughout the game event cards that are revealed at the start of every turn and that kind of stuff, and that will chop and change how games are played, which I think is really nice. Um, the game isn't just about killing your, your the, the opposition. It's all about sort of objectives as well. So you might need to find jewels or you might need to take out a certain target and all that kind of stuff. And they'll each give different victory points based on sort of what you've got on the table and that kind of thing as well, which is really nice. They've also taken a cue from games like Malifaux, where you kind of have a collection of boys in your sort of um, your, your war gang, as it were. Mm-hmm. But then you'll see the points value of the mission when you set up to play. So it might be like, ah, this one's now like a 42-point game or a 24-point game. And then you'll be like, right, so I'm going to take these orcs. That'll give me my warband, and then I'll use them on the tabletop, which I think is really nice. Because it means that you're kind of always adapting to what's happening. Mm. And it means that you can build a huge army of orcs with lots of different weapons and all that kind of stuff, um, and then sort of pick and choose what you need from that. So it allows you to play small games, big games, and all that kind of stuff as well. Mm. Um Another nice thing about the game is you've got like each of the different war gear cards has special abilities and stuff as well. Uh, so as you can see here, that's a machine gun. Uh, so it has its damage and its carry weight and all that kind of stuff and its special abilities that it does. But a lot of the sort of super weapons also have ammo qualities to them as well. Um, so if you're using like, for example, as you saw there, like a Gatling gun, um, that will have like, it can shoot normally, uh, sort of like basically most of the time, but then it'll have like a big ability that can be used maybe once or twice during a game. So it means that even if you've took like a really super awesome mega warrior with loads of wicked weapons and abilities and accessories and that kind of thing, they're not going to be able to use their stuff all the time. So it kind of evens out the playing field, which I think is quite nice. Um, my warband that I made was like a grot catcher guy. <laughs> and then right. basically all Jim of Jim the Lee. grots. <laughs> so it was just this horribly um, fragile mm-hmm. army. Because one of the fun things, the, the gobos actually have like a rule, but I think it's actually called fragile. Whereas normally when an orc goes down, they have the chance to come back up because the boss kicks them and they sort of stand up mm-hmm. and keep fighting. Makes Goblins, sense. when they go down, you roll a dice on a four on a four plus, they survive. If you don't get that, they're just out because <laughs> they've just been vaporized into like little tiny pieces and all that. See, ben, I'm, I'm really getting waves of like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, just you sitting on top of the horse and cart, just going lollipops, lollipops. Basically, basically, yes. <laughs> so, so, you're, so you're saying 10 is your warband. So this is perfectly much, good yeah, for yeah. it. So anybody who has like a kill team warband mm-hmm. yeah, for their yeah. works can or just slot, slot into this, can they? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Or so yeah. Buy a basic set of boys. Yeah, you could buy just a box of boys. You could buy the kill team that came out in the sort of revamped version of of of, of kill team and stuff, and have fun with those commandos models. They'd be do perfect they have, for this. Do they have cards that marry up to the weapons that the guys in the kill they do set carry? Because, because the game is very much designed around the idea that this is sort of games workshop adjacent in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, it's not. Uh, but a lot of the weapons there match up very well to the Warhammer 40k weapons. So there is things like a big ram, which mirrors the ones from the Kill Team set. There's like flamers and all that kind of thing as well. So, yeah, you can kind of marry things up quite nicely. Yeah, the other thing that's quite nice, there you see, uh, the other thing that's really cool about it is that they have they have matched this to some stuff that we'll look at when we get to our 3D printing section. Yeah. Mm. So there's lots of nice things for you to 3D print your models and then just use them alongside this game and that kind of stuff. And how large how large is the main rulebook? So the main rulebook's like 26 pages. 26 but the, pages. Is this the it? Last, can you this, can, this can you show that whole page layout there? Yes. Give me one second. 
<laughs> as, I, as I'm just looking at, I just want to see what it looks like from the whole page load because it's great. Because we're looking at this, I'm look, I'm looking at going. This is this looks a lot better than most paid for games. Yes, it does. <laughs> they've, they've, put the, they've put the work in. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, the last four pages are like solo and AI rules. Mm-hmm. So if you want to play by yourself against a warband, they've put in AI and solo rules with also a selection of warbands that you can fight against during your games. And each of them has been given like an easy, medium, and hard level. So if you want to test yourself against the hardest the hardest warband, you can do that. If you want to try against an easy one, you can do that. I think it's really nice. There's also this kind of quick start rules, which have been designed as sort of like a... It's, it's a quick reference sheet, really. It's a quick reference yeah. sheet, basically. So you have this by the side of you, and it covers everything, really. Now, that that's the thing that I think a lot of people will be like, what the hell? There's like a states page. It's mm-hmm. not as daunting as you think. Most of the time, maybe like two or three of these will come up. Um, like stunned and downed and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's mostly just to cover the different ways that your orcs can be sort of damaged and that kind of thing as well. It's not too I'm, complicated at all. No, so. I'm okay with this mm-hmm. because it's on a cheat sheet. I'm not yes. flicking and flicking back and forth yeah. through a rule book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that pet peeve. Yeah. I will also say as well, I did mention Gorkamorka earlier. And obviously, one mm-hmm. of the big things about Gorkamorka was that you could throw vehicles into the mix. And you can actually do that in this as well. So Modulorca has vehicle rules. So if you want to play one of the bigger games, which I think gets up to like 64 points, uh, vehicles obviously come in with a larger premium, obviously, and you obviously get a larger player space, but then you can play around with vehicles and ramming attacks and all that kind of stuff. And you can kit bash your vehicles in different ways and have your normal games there as well, which I think is really cool. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. So it's not limited to 10 orcs in a side? No, no, you can go up as high as you want, really. But it, basically, they say in the in the rules description, you can play as big a game as you like. It'll obviously just take longer. So Is it, is it 28 mil? <laughs> it's all 20. Well, it's 28 mil in so much as it's heroic 28 mil. All of the miniatures that you get from Mr. Modulork are like 32, so they're a little bit bigger. But that's basically the size of one 40,000 now. I've seen on the stack cards, there was like 32 mil and things like that. Yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. Base particular base sizes. Yeah. Yes. So, so it has you have a particular a bunch of stuff. Yeah. base sizing scheme to it then, does it? Yeah, it's mainly just for the the sense of fairness, really. So that you, if you have a lot of different orcs from different companies, so maybe Cromlech or Max Minis or whatever, you can sort of bring them together and be like, ah, so all the base sizes match up nicely for everyone. Yeah. So, that yeah. also stops somebody taking several 40 mil based warlords, having yes. them on 25s. <laughs> yeah. And uh, why are they so good? Having, <laughs> your having, face a, having yeah. a death ball of them just, you know. Yeah, well, if, if multiples. <laughs> If multiple can get round you and kick your toys in, then they will. So you know, mm-hmm. that prevents that. I was going to say, if, you, if you've got the unit cards up, Jerry, yes. scroll down like further three, you'll find some of the special characters. They've got some very fun ones in there. Because um, I think that's one of that. So the nice thing about this is that you can kind of just play it as like one-off games, which I think is really cool. So you could use this to kind of play fun games between playing something like 40k or one page rules mm-hmm. like here we go here's some of the special characters but then you could throw in some of these big boys and do like a really fun campaign with them um this is where i was very much inspired to do the whole kind of like gob master style thing and uh, so i thought of, this was the one you yes. used yeah. <laughs> uh, so obviously these guys come with um passive and uh, active abilities that they can use and all that kind of stuff as well which is really nice um and lots of special rules obviously these special characters come at a premium and that kind of thing but it's really <laughs> fun and they just leave the gasoline Exactly. And leave with your lives. <laughs> you why, you... why has he not got a mm. tiny goblin version with him? Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think each of the different warbands, so there's like, obviously there's six of them, I think mm. each of them has one or sometimes two special characters. There you go. So there's another one of them that all be, can be used to sort of represent them. Um, 
And I really like it because they've, they've managed to fit, make, because a game with lots and lots of orcs in it can sometimes feel like, oh, well, we're just orcs versus orcs. But I think they've done a really good job of making everyone feel very different warband-wise, which I think is really nice and kind of calls back to the old plans of 40K, really. So Weirdly, it's where Gorkamorka fell, fell down. Mm. Everything was an orc. Even the yeah. humans were orcs, <laughs> right. uh, and it just and there was no yeah. there was no depth of differentiation between them, mm. really. So it, you know you didn't have the clan structure, which obviously is is what makes the orcs interesting yeah. in forty k. Yeah. So actually leaning into that and having very specific sort of defined orcs mm-hmm. uh, is uh, probably the way to go to stop it yeah. feeling sort of samey. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it's, it, it seems like a really fun game. And as I say, for free, there's, there's no reason not to check it out, I would say. Yeah. Um, um, if you have some boys kicking about, just go ahead and play. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, where sorry, do go we on. go to get them? Uh, so you can either download it from their website. They have a couple of mirror options. So you can go to that Google Drive that we were looking at at the beginning. That allows you to just download everything from the Google Drive. So you can get all of the sort of book and the cards and everything, as well as the ST, STL files from there, if you like. So so modulorca.com then? Yeah. So you can go to modulorca.com and it'll have all the different links there. Um, so as I say, there's the uh, this one, which is the Google Drive link, which has everything anyway. And if Jerry just clicks back one onto that Modulorca release thing on the on the Google Drive, you'll see it's got the STL files there as well. But um, so you can get all of those. <laughs> there we go. Well, STL the, files as yeah. models as well. Uh, we'll talk about those later. That's going to oh, be a surprise yeah. for later. Okay. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> um, Here's everything. But uh, in addition to that, you can also go to My Mini Factory and also Cult 3D. Um, so if you, if you prefer using those systems in order to get a hold of all your different miniatures, you can get the stuff from there as well. Um, I, I, I'll, obviously, we'll just talk about this in a little bit of detail. So the, you got the essentials pack over on those pages, and that comes with the, the rules or the cards and things. So you probably want to get those either professionally printed by somebody so you can have a nice book and some nice lovely cards on nice stock and that kind of thing. But you also get some terrain elements uh, and some, measure, some measures, some dice, some tokens, and all that kind of thing. And there's a couple of different free miniatures in there as well. Do you have to mark anything on the cards? You don't have to mark anything on the cards. No, you just, I just load them up. On... I can just load them up on my phone as pictures and just flex back and forth between you them. You could do that if you prefer easily, yeah. Because you just use tokens on the, the different miniatures to mark their wounds. Switching so. there going, what technology? What? No one. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's in the essentials pack, as you can see. So you've got the objective markers, the rule rain, the um, the terrain bits, uh, all the different tokens that you can use. There's even a dice that you can print off if you really well, want to, because that will be totally legit. <laughs> that's a very orky movement widget there as well. Yes, I like it. Yeah. So yeah, and you get a little free miniature as well, which is quite nice. So yeah, um, it's a fun little set. As I say, it's utterly free. So if you have a 3D printer and you have a printer, uh, a, one of those old-fashioned ones that prints Perfect. out things on paper, uh, then you can get a, get stuck in and start playing some modular on the tabletop. How old-fashioned though? Like a dot matrix? Oh yeah, that was thinking. Dot matrix. <laughs> I have Maybe, one of those. Would that well. accept the files? <laughs> I, I imagine Jerry probably still has one of those hooked up I, somewhere. I've still got my dot matrix hooked up to my Spectrum 48. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I just have to print uh, everything in very thin strips. Stick it together. <laughs> Right, uh, but yeah, there you go. Modulorca, make sure to give it a go. Yeah, a per- perfect way to set off, you know, October, get stuck in, have some fun, especially if you're an Orc Army owner already. There we go. Very good indeed. We shall take a quick swish, and when we come back, we'll be taking a look at the news and uh, starting with more Orcs, I think, Ben. Mm-hmm. 
coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the news. <laughs> all right, we are back with the news, and because it's October, more orcs, Ben. Hey. Where are we still? Uh, so we're starting off with the lovely folks over at Cromlech, who always do something amazing for October, and this year it's no different. Um, so they have released what they've called their Orc Corsairs, which are going to be stomping across uh, battlefields in no time at all. Uh, they are led by Warlord Death Cruiser, as you can what see there. What has he stuffed in that cannon? Uh, he has stuffed everything, everything in that cannon. Uh, it is filled with weapons and also what appears to be a monster, yeah. um, <laughs> which I think fish. is great. So, so as soon as it hits your opponent, they'll be taken out by all the bits and pieces, and then a monster will rip your face off as well, which is always fun. So, fun times. But yeah, uh, an amazing big new miniature to lead the way. It's actually one of their big uh, uh, resin pieces that you can mm. pick up. Um, so if you were looking for a sort of like an alternative to having someone like Gazgul in your army, then I think that uh, Warlord Death Cruiser would be a pretty fine addition to mm. your collection. And he's got a lovely beard as well. It does have a, a... Does he have a pipe? Lovely, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does have a pipe. Because he's a pirate, <laughs> a piper, a pirate. <laughs> Please don't. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that he has an anchor as a weapon as well. Yeah, I think that's yeah. great. Fantastic. It, so, yeah. Better than a power claw. Better than a power claw. Uh, we also then have a selection of sort of squads that you can pick up as well. Um, so there's the captain's team and the storm riders team. Uh, both of these sets uh, are available as you see them here. So you get basically get all the components in one big set. How so lazy! You can build yourself some squads. Is that guy in the middle? Now go back up. How lazy is he? <laughs> go through, scroll down, scroll down. Oh, Look one. at that guy. He's got a bloody wheel on his gun. How lazy is he wheeling <laughs> his gun around? <laughs> I, I mean, mean, he's smithy. <laughs> yeah, he, he has to be able to cut and slash. And so the wheelie bit just exactly. Lets him, yeah. 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 Makes so he, can't, he can't be cut less. And he needs his oh cut Oh, my less. God. So there we go. So, he needs to cut more with his cut less. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we have the two teams, the captain's team and the Storm Riders. Uh, so you've effectively got your gunners that would be on your ship mm. shooting at the opponent. And then you have the boarding action crew that's going to be leaping over to take all the loot and beat up the opposing orcs on their other on their vehicles as you zoom around the landscape. Looking very nice indeed. Mm. Um, as I say, both these sets come with all the components in one pack if you want them, or you can buy, you can go to their web store and buy all of the individual components, so the weapons, the bodies, the heads, and all that kind of lovely stuff, mm -hmm. separately uh, if you want to just add it to any of your existing plastic and resin orcs from different companies. Um, one of the sort of big models from the set, the piece de resistance, I suppose, uh, is this very cool battle rig. Now, yes, that is a hefty price tag, but that is because that's all lovely, lovely resin. Massive chunk so, of resin. <laughs> um, I so love this the grot tied to them. Yes, I, I, I like to think that he's either there as a uh, grotty battery to power that thing on the front, <laughs> or he's. This has been done as some kind of. Uh, sort of punishment for stealing something from the captain's quarters, or maybe both. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Your captain is, you know, very Pirates of the Caribbean, David Jones up top. Yes. <laughs> there's, your uh, the, there's, there's your captain at the back. This, uh, this is obviously some form of weird, weird boy, boy who's yeah. making sure that the thing moves forward. 
I really love what <laughs> he is your seal yeah. on this boat. <laughs> what I really liked about that is that he's put a mask on that makes him look like a Jolly Roger skull mask and then obviously mm. you've got that on the crow's nest as well mm. so he's kind of like booga 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 on the top <laughs> don't worry the old pirates are coming um <laughs> that is exactly how they sound there's cannonballs on the back deck but i don't yes. see any cannons I, I don't think they throw them at people it's, so. it's, yeah you just chuck yeah. them anybody's attempting to get on you just drop them as you drive past yeah <laughs> uh, but it's got like their cool um sort of harpoon gun as well so they can sort of drive forward there's it must be a shoot they drop them though <laughs> it, just, yeah. it just runs through. yeah you just yeah. <laughs> roll it through the hole and let it go it's like a marble run yeah. <laughs> gravity is our power yeah, uh, but an amazing piece, as you can mm-hmm. see, absolutely wonderfully detailed. Uh, a very nice big bit of resin from the folks at Cromlech. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping with the theme of vehicles, there's also two um, flyers as well. So these are a mix of their HDF um, and also resin. So HDF is used for the majority of the body and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then all the resin pieces are sort of like the engines and the guns and that kind of stuff that gets bolted onto the side. So it's a pretty nice kit. Uh, you've got the Stormjet Fighter and the Boom Fighter Bomber, because, of course, you need to have all the ass in there. And, uh, yeah, they have done a good job of creating some really fun sort of support vehicles for your orc armies on the tabletop. They've even introduced that fun captain model from back in the day as well, back on the top. I think the first know. one's very surprising for an HDF. For an HDF, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah, although I do love the little grot spotter on the wing. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is very cool. <laughs> I, li- I like to think that maybe he thinks he's the safest of all, um, when in actual fact he's probably going to go flying at a moment's well, I mean, notice. Clearly, so. if you're going to shoot the plane, you're going to shoot the main body. So, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Very true. Yeah. Well, I, I built their big Death Stomper. The Death Stomper, yeah. Which is similar uh, wood and resin. Mm. And it feels more like this, that the curves they've managed to get in there mm-hmm. are yeah. insanely good. I wonder I if they've started to, wonder... to do, you know, that um, flexible, you know, they, they cut into the back. So it's like, uh, well, oh, the, the gullies, you get multiple gullies so that you can then curl it around a, a substructure. Maybe, or yeah. it might be, uh, you know, the thin cardstock you see sometimes that the yeah. laser company yeah. folks use. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, very cool. Uh, sticking with big kits as well. There's also uh, one of their um, larger terrain pieces as well. So this is the uh, Orkenberg zone. So if you wanted to make your sort of Tortuga of uh, the Orc world, then mm. you can do that. This is a basically everything you'd need to make um, an Orc fortress, really. Um, maybe if you were playing Modulorca, you could pick up one of these sets and use it as all of the terrain that you want to be using in that game, perhaps. Or some Kill Team or something like that. The weird um, thing about Orc terrain is that you do look at that and go, maybe I should just make that myself, that particular Oh, yeah, you could do it out of stuff that you find <laughs> the cupboard, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, but if you're if you're lazy and you don't want to uh, get together a bunch of stuff, a bunch of junk from your kitchen, uh, then you can also pick up the HDF stuff if you prefer. That's uh, it. And- or you've got a wife like mine who sneaks into the room and throws my stuff out. Ah, uh, well, how dare she? What were you hoarding? Your hobby trash. <laughs> yeah. Your hobby trash. How many loo rolls did, have I thrown out over the years? Oh, yeah, too many. <laughs> uh, it should also be noted that over on their web store they've also got a section of their additional stuff as well I have no idea it's probably because there's something that needs to be pressed somewhere mm. that's like an accepting thing or something who give knows that a, give that page a refresh that could be <laughs> do this uh, but yeah so in addition to all of the miniatures that we've seen there and the vehicles and the train they've also got uh, a bust that they've worked on which is kind of cool 
uh, as well as a bunch of additional accessories like beanies, dice trays, hip flasks, and hoodies mm-hmm. and all that yeah, kind of stuff. I, I, so, yeah. I'm digging the hoodie. I want the hoodie. Yeah. So if and you then, are for a moment there, I was saying, who the heck needs a hoodie for October? And then Justin strides into the wing, <laughs> into the ring. <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, I like hoodies. It is very cool. like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really cool. And the other thing as well is that it's not. I mean, obviously it's orky themed, but for the vast majority of the populace, they're not going to know what that means. So it kind of is like a cool metal style T-shirt as well at the same time, which is always nice. It's so yeah, you got the bust and all the other bits and pieces, which is very cool. So yeah. many, many pages. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And here you can see obviously the breakdown of different things. So you've got oh, the you weapons. Get all the bits. And, Yep. So all the different bits, and all the different weapons. So if you already own some plastic kits from Games Workshop or, or from Cromlech themselves, uh, then you can dive in and pick all these up and make a very cool themed uh, warband on the tabletop. See, so, yeah, very nice. Yeah, and, and I have you to stand too just look like, like a that. badass. I yes, have to stand dude. just like that when I'm wearing it <laughs> all the time. It's the yes. only way you're allowed to stand. <laughs> Can't move around. It's uh Built with wooden slats in there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And as, as soon as I go through a door, it's like, okay, I like. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, yeah, some amazing orky stuff there. That would be perfect for anybody looking to celebrate October. And uh, it's well worth diving into the rest of the Cromlech range as well because they do just generally awesome things, mm. uh, especially when it comes to orcs. So there we you go. should be well practiced at that, though, Justin. Being like a a carpenter. You you should be well practiced and stand around with your hands on your hips. <laughs> no, 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 hang on, I was I was the apprentice. I never got to management. Uh, okay. Shocking, right. shocking stuff. And right. on, actually, Lloyd, that's twelve years ago now. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, I'm like an elephant. <laughs> this gig twice as long as I was doing that gig. Well, there you go. Can't call you a carpenter anymore. No, no. Right. Moving on, before the carpenters get out of hand, <laughs> uh, Mantic have launched a new range for yeah. RPG players who fancy doing things incorrectly. Um, <laughs> so what they've been doing is putting together a whole slew of things to um, help people who are just getting into sort of running their own adventures as a sort of a one-stop shop so you can pick up something like the Dungeon Adventure set, of which they have two so far. Uh, Necromancer's Lair and uh, Wizard's Tower. I like uh, that art. That's real nice. Yeah, it's a white. Uh, are they, they are still absolutely doing, filth. Are they still doing their kits in the old VHS tape boxes? No, not no. not for about <laughs> seven years. You probably I still have some of those, those in my cupboard. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just a big lump of VHS boxes that Ronnie found from China one time, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was just like, well, these are cheap, and I can pack minis in that. It sounds like a great idea. Unfortunately, they weren't mm-hmm. um, like uh, VHS boxes, but uh, <laughs> but they still work nevertheless. Anyway, that aside, regardless of six-year-old packaging that's no longer used, what they've been working on is um, reusing some of the lines that they've already produced and adding to it as well. Uh, so you can see here a critter's box that contains uh, mimics, Yep. Giant scorpions, spiders, rats, bat swarms, vultures, ravens, and even some sort of Komodo dragon-esque fellow. Oh, he um, Yeah. And my favorite, the danger noodles, just a writhing pet <laughs> coming at you. They are really nice. It's a really nice set. And so, then the most terrifying of all, worms. <laughs> those are scarabs and worms. Yeah. So sort of things you would find whenever you dig up somebody in a necromancer's lair. Um, I don't know. I'm always scared of worms. It's because you've seen 
that film, Worm. No, it's because I've heard that story from David Attenborough where he went to the toilet and pulled one out. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> was, hang on, wasn't that actually in Buckingham Palace? Yeah, he was going to go meet the Queen and he pulled a worm out of himself before he Ew. went in. <laughs> it's interesting. I'll give you that. Very interesting. Anyway, um, the, I love that. That's the range cool. they're putting together, I like it as well. Um, the range <laughs> they're putting together is a mix of stuff that they've they've produced already for things like Dungeon Saga, League of Infamy, Terrain Crate, and even Hellboy, um, which is where that Dagron comes from, the big box of doom from the expansion, uh, which means if you've looked at things in the past and went, oh, that would make a really good character model, um, then you can lay your hands on these without having to buy a whole expansion for a game that you don't play. Uh, it also gives them a bit more life. So, for example, the Slavic-looking undead uh, that you looked up, a long time ago, Lloyd um, from Hellboy. Uh, they've come out separately. The Dungeon Saga pack. So if you're after sort of demons or orcs or undead or whatever it happens to be, you can buy these little bundles and they contain uh, a host of pre-coloured and generally one piece or pre-assembled. Um, they are very reasonably priced as well. I yeah, <laughs> gotta say. So, uh, so it means you can get your hands on you know zombie trolls. Zombies, armored zombies, ghosts, skelly bobs, and even little dwarven revenants. Uh, if you need a sort of a boss for an end level, um, but uh, also the more recent stuff, the the likes of the uh, wandering beasts, which came from the League of Infamy, or the dungeon villain set. Again, League of Infamy. If you're not after the League of Infamy game, although it's a cracking little game, so it's well worth a, a punt. Uh, but you can pick these up to be sort of villains. You've got your standard orcs and your necromancers and your evil goblin with his dog. There's even a pirate ogre at the back there. And a naiad as well. And a, yeah, yeah, a filthy yeah. naiad and yeah. a, a fallen priestess of Basilea. Um, so they've been putting together these sets and the plan is to combine them with the dungeon adventures, um, which are generic RPG adventures. They're not tied to any system, so you can essentially use them with whatever you're playing. Uh, and then they've got a, a book, uh, a big double-sided map, and then all the scenery for that particular adventure. Uh, so this uses the train crate pieces. So if there's a trap door in one place, or if there's a, a wizard's office with all his alchemical tables and bookshelves and that sort of thing, you can have those in there. Um, like I say, if you fancy playing your RPGs incorrectly. Uh, that's then, cool, though. I really like that idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I am a, a fan of what they've done. Um, I'm making the bits and pieces more accessible to people because you often see a lot of the stuff, especially the dungeon saga packs and things like that. You're going, well, those are really good just for generic wandering monsters. I use mine for Frostgrave a lot because it saves me having to paint a ton of stuff up. I can just go right ahead uh, and grab a big box of pre-colored whatever it happens to be, demons, undead, orcs, things, things that I may come up against. Um, and so they're always handy to have. If you're into your RPGs and you you like that style of RPG where you do play on maps and, and with miniatures, which I know a lot of people do, uh, it's another good way of, of getting additional content, uh, which is especially handy if you're a new GM. Uh, now, I think the first two um, that are out, They've been play tested. They're working on more. Um, the writer said, if anybody wants to give feedback when they've got them, anything that you know they want to tweak or change or think would be better, they're always welcome. 
See? Backs a gift. Very cool. That's what they yeah, tell yeah. me. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what goes next. Uh, like I say, the uh, the the things that have interested me the most are the little pieces that have sort of crept out that they've been working on, like the critters, um, because the other the other things I know about already. I've seen them. It's great seeing you know <laughs> the dragon from Hellboy or the uh, I'm waiting to see the ogre with the electric guitar called Shredding Betty. Uh, it's almost on like you, you really like their stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, their games are cracking and. Um, the miniatures miniatures run the gamut from uh, cheap and cheerful to really stonkingly good resin stuff. Uh, so there, there's sort of a something for everyone. I know not everybody likes the the style of some of the work they've done in the past, but you know, to each their own. Um, but I, it's, I, it's I, nice to see I, them expand into another direction. I'm generally a fan of pretty much everything Mantic have ever done for any of their board games. I think the quality of a lot of stuff they do for those is sublime, and having those be available in smaller packs. For a, what you know, twenty quid or something for a you know a nice yeah. handful of miniatures. I think it's really cool, especially with the advent of a lot more people playing skirmish games nowadays as well. So even if you're not using them for role playing games, you could use them to make a warband of demons or undead or something like that. So very cool. Oh yeah, I'm getting something like a big one piece zombie troll with a brick, <laughs> slamming it. Somebody's What's head. not to like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're going to pick that up from uh, in resin from companies, it's going to cost you. 12 pounds for 20 quid you're getting a, a, a pre-built one piece plastic one and then some of his mates as well yeah, yeah. so things like that i think are always good or even just buying two or three of the bags and then using them for uh, kings of war kings Definitely. of war ambush run all my trips <laughs> <laughs> right moving away from the dungeons and onto the drop fleets ben yeah, so uh, TT Combat have uh, now released, well, pre-orders anyway. I think actually they'll even be available to buy this weekend uh, a new set of stuff for Drop Fleet Commander. So there's going to be a new two-player starter set for you to dive into, uh, which has been updated by uh, the folks behind the game. So Dave is still working away alongside everyone else, uh, including Andy Chambers, obviously, famous for diving in and, and creating amazing stuff for Games Workshop and obviously for TT Combat and a whole bunch of other companies as well. Uh, but yeah, so this is the new Drop Fleet Commander two-player starter set, which comes with the UCM and the Scourge. Um, you get two of their resin cruisers. Uh, you get plastic cruisers. Well, sorry, you get resin cruisers, plastic cruisers, and then a bunch of plastic frigates to go alongside them. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been designed so it's a pretty uh, sort of even spread for both the different forces. Um, obviously, they're the kind of two main factions that are going to be doing a lot of the fighting mm -hmm. in uh, Drop Fleet. So it's a pretty good entry point for those people who want to know a little bit more about the world. You've got the UCM returning to Earth to try and take it back from the deadly scourge in space rather than <laughs> on the tabletop. Um, so, yeah, uh, for those people that are not familiar with Drop Fleet as a game, uh, it's a big sort of starship battle game. But one of the things that's really nice about it is that it's actually played out in sort of low orbit around planets. So the focus is about shooting other ships and blowing them to pieces. Obviously, hmm. who wouldn't want to do that? But it's also about getting into a position to land troops on the planet, which then obviously ties into things like Drop Zone Commander and playing that game as well if you really wanted to go down that route. So the starter set comes with um, all of the models that I previously mentioned, alongside a gaming mat, dice, tokens, rulebook, and everything. Uh, and then alongside that, we've also got the release of these cruiser sets as well. So if you wanted to throw these into existing collections, you've got the Titania-class cruisers, which you saw for the UCM, mm -hmm. the Solar Cruisers for the Scourge there. Uh, and then you've also got the prototype ones uh, for the PHR, my favourites. I do like a little bit of the PHR. It's like, 
It's uh, humanity plus, as I like to say. It's very cool. <laughs> no, it's humanity plus Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, yeah, true. <laughs> There's also the Sheltari Aru cruisers, uh, which are there if you're a bit of a fan of something like the Covenant or something from Halo. These are a pretty cool way to go down things. Also, if you like things like Eldar and that kind of stuff and crystal ships and things. Very nice faction to be painting. Oh, they are very, very shiny. You're not going to mistake whose ships are who's on the tabletop nope. playing as the Sheltari. Um, they'd be very good to paint with those with new contrasts and all that kind of speed paint stuff. Very cool. I'm fairly certain that those Scourge have been color shifted. They have. I, I, think, I yeah. knew the original yeah. ones were painted to look like they were color shifted. But those look but, like color shifts. But yeah. years yeah. before color shift paints were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that made life much easier for Scourge yeah. players. Well, there, there's something that actually just came in this week. Uh, we just got uh, Green Stuff World's Rattle Can color shifts. Mm. Oh. So I'm very curious to see how they work. I'll have a link to the store down below for that. That'd be cool to try out. Uh, and for those people playing as uh, the, the the plucky underdogs, the, the, resistance, the, the resistance, the remnants are still here kicking ass and taking names with their Callium cruisers that have been built out of whatever they could find, mm. basically. So this, so. this is my faction. This is the one I like. Yeah. I think they're very cool. I, I think it's nice to see like a little plucky resistance force from the from humanity on the planet sort of fighting back, yeah. not just on the ground, but in space as well. So, you yeah. see, I remember whenever Drop Fleet first came out, I actually asked Dave, you know, where, where's where's the resistance? Where are the resistance out there? And he was just like, yeah, the resistance aren't there. Sorry, I'm never going to do them. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> you know, they, they drive around on Earth in the back of pickup trucks with rocket yeah. launchers. Yeah. yeah. It's difficult to become a space-faring nation then. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember whenever their their starter fleet came out, the modularity that that man built into that box, you know, between oh, yeah. your frigates and your cruisers, I think there's like 100,000 variations you can do on the cruisers just for building it different ways. The fun thing to remember about drop fleet and drop zone commander, like drop zone commander is their kind of like 10 mil game, right? Hmm. Everything is perfectly proportioned by scale in drop fleet to drop zone so you could always you, there's a really nice relativity between the two which i think is amazing uh, and obviously one of the things that you know dave is famous for doing with all of his sculpting work and all that kind of stuff as, yeah. and design and that kind of thing so uh, yeah. you completely lost me there oh, what do you mean <laughs> are they actually scaled that they would carry the no no they're, they're not they're not you couldn't literally carry them yeah, the you models couldn't do that yeah. from, no but they have been designed in such a way that when you look at the scale comparisons between the two they oh. would they are relative in terms of how I big they'd be well, that kind look, of stuff, so. look at the big yeah. project that Dave did that one time that where he built broke him. a full he built, scale he ship built yeah. a 10 mil frigate so the smallest yes. of the UCM yeah. ships yeah if you want to play that just take over an entire hall at salute yeah it's an interesting gaming system yeah. as well Sandy really Chambers is, yeah. did it sort of like submarine warfare mm -hmm. so the the big question about um, mechanically how do you do combat in space because you can see everything in every direction uh, and he came up with the idea that it's pings it's more, and signatures it's, yeah it's pings and signatures yeah. so the, yeah, the more you your, do your power output versus their signal strength the the more you ping on the map and everybody can see you and at that point then other people's weapon ranges start um, coming into play yeah uh, and then because, it's two expanding bubbles that just have to meet yep yeah, yeah. So, which is a, a really interesting uh, mm -hmm. dynamic to have for, for space combat because generally it's you're having to go well. You've got a, a twelve-inch range. You go well. That doesn't make any sense in in an. an it's like can shoot miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah literally shoot <laughs> thousands of miles until yeah, it crashes it, into it, another it's body. It's going to keep going until yeah. it hits something. Yeah. So um, I think that's yeah. a good thing. 
Talking of the rules as well, um, if you do own a lot of Drop Fleet stuff already, uh, which a lot of people do, you can actually just get your hands on the Drop Fleet Commander 2022 rulebook as well, which comes with slightly updated rules. So there we go. So yeah, everything you need to dive into some Drop Fleet. Very cool indeed. Oh, sweet. And speaking of uh, updated rules, mm. slightly slightly longer ago, mind you. <laughs> uh, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Rebellion, who own uh, 2000 AD and its ilk, and also produce computer games for those kids today with their uh, digitized things. They have a, a, a small line called Rebellion Unplugged, um, where they have produced things like Blockmania. Hyper uh, Elite. Yeah. So they're relaunching after a mere 40 years. Aiden Livingston's <laughs> Judge Dredd, the yeah. the game of crime fighting in Mega City One, and that's its full title, by the way. That so. is its full title. Uh, it's a fantastically fun yeah. little game. I have a friend has it. Um, haven't played it in a little while, but it, it's interesting because you play two to six players. Uh, you play out on a big board that is made to look like Mega City One, um, and the artwork all comes from uh, two classic artists who did the original as well but they've updated the artwork slightly yeah so um, it's ian gibson and brian boland there yeah you go, so, so um or boland boland mm. so the idea is you play a judge and then you randomly determine crimes that are kicking off around <laughs> mega city um Double crime. Uh, yeah, so you've got like three three small decks. You've got a, an, a location deck, a crime deck, and a perpetrator. Uh, so you draw the location. It will tell you where it's happening. You Then you draw your perpetrator and set it face down in that area, and then you put the crime on top. So you populate the board with crimes, and uh, then you and your fellow uh, members of the uh, Justice Department have to go out and solve those <laughs> crimes, bring those people in. So it means you might find somebody's just been scrolling on walls which is a very low-level crime. I think well, that's easy. And then arrive there to discover it's Judge Death. It's just been right, like, life is a crime, and he's incredibly difficult to beat, at which point you get your toys kicked in. Um, or you can go to a high-level crime, you know, go to a murder or something and find it's like some boingers who are really easy to take out. Um, so the, the original game itself was really super simple. Now, I've seen in the blurb when I ordered my copy that they've streamlined it for faster play, and I'm thinking, how... Because you can't get faster than like three cards and a dice roll. Um, I want to play this. However, they have gone in and changed a few things. One, the original board um, has changed. So it was a riot of color, like Block Wars is behind me. It's, it's you know, it's all the colors. They've made it much easier to spot what's going on. Uh, it's the same areas. It's just been tweaked a little. Um, the second thing they've done is they've changed the judges slightly. Uh, so the original one, you just played a judge. You had action cards in your your hand that could be other judges that were supporting you. So maybe you have a Dread or an Anderson or something that would add to your combat role. But instead, they've come up with um, things like the Wally Gang or Dread as actual specialist judges that you can play that have slightly different rules. So there's a, an, an asymmetric style with a bit yeah. more girth behind it than the original had. Uh, I imagine if you don't want to play with that, you just play with the standard rules. Uh, although I do like the idea of playing somebody from the Wally squad or, or whoever it happens to be going about. Also, if you pre-order, uh, you get a bonus seventh one, which is um, Deputy uh, Judge Fish. Judge yeah. Fish. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's always good to have. Um, and I look forward to having it. Um, this, I think, is possibly the biggest change. And it's a really simple one. But as I was saying, it's a, it's a very simple game. You have a deck of 
action cards that everybody gets six of them per turn and the original ones were all this it's the same art on it as far as i can tell and probably the same mechanics um but now they've actually been color coded so you can see when you look at your hand of six you're not just looking at black and white artwork and going oh who's this you go well red is a support so that's a bonus judge to help me fighting to bring in the perps or the alien escape the tip off the distraction so you can see at a glance what's in your hand which is handy because you can also nobble other judges when a judge is in an area <laughs> they have to try and arrest the perp in the area so you have a movement phase everybody moves to where they they want to go um and then you have the arrest phase so the first person in will try and make an arrest but if you happen to be in there as well then you will also have to attempt to make the arrest and whoever has the higher result actually makes the arrest okay so so you can like somebody's in there trying to deal with that murderer and you nip in at the last minute and go psych mine oh, i'm a better judge there's <laughs> my collar or if you're not in the area then and you've got something like a distraction um then that judge who's in the area who thinks he's about to take on the angel gang uh, and then all of a sudden he discovers that he's um, trapped in boeing or he's out of ammo or something and then the angel gang just beat the tar out of him and he ends up in the infirmary because you never die in the game you all you you kind of like get yeah pushed back to the infirmary at the the uh the hospital and then you have to you have to come out again uh so it's that's even better so that's even better because then you like you have one player who's constantly getting sent back to the infirmary and can't even leave the game because he's not dead (laughs) (laughs) well it all depends my life now i respawn (laughs) it's all about it's all about bringing the criminals to justice and it's while you will almost certainly spend time in there um the rate at which you bring perps in can slow down considerably because you've got that deck of action cards you've only got six in your hand to begin with uh, and then you're, you're playing through you only get one back a turn so you could come up against somebody big like judge death and throw a lot of cards at it and then be lagging behind so while you've got one big bust or maybe rico has appeared and you've gone oh well i've i've lynched him he's like 20 odd points worth of crime and, and punishment there yeah, the rest of the city is going to burn the, the rest of your your opponents are just going around going skyboarders boingers scrawlers and just picking up lots and lots and lots of little ones and passing your total so there are ways and means around that in the game as well but it's fascinating to see it back yeah it sort of came out of nowhere as well which was oh yeah yeah i'm 100 on board with that if, I did. if you're if you're bringing it up someday jerry let me know i would love to get oh thing. yeah Oh, definitely. I might even stick on their camera because it's if we can get several people around the board slapping each other around, that's always good, clean family fun. And it's a game that you can explain in five minutes. I have actually just explained how the game plays. That is your, you don't, the rules are cool. four pages long, <laughs> or at least they used yeah. to be. And, the, and one page of that was the front cover of the rules, which was artwork. <laughs> and they say and they the, streamlined it even more. Yeah. So that that's um, a mind blown as to how they could streamline it, unless they just mean they've gone in and color-coded the cards. So that it's or easier maybe they to spot. took away the front cover. Uh, well, could be, could be that. But yeah, um, exciting times ahead. It's not, it's out for pre-order now. It's not due to be sent to me until later on November. Mid-November, yeah. Yeah, um, but that's, that's okay. Because that's, no, it's just in time for my brother's birthday. Um, uh, at which point I'll go look what I bought myself. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Uh, right. <laughs> Moving away from Rebellion and Dread and into the wintry world of the Bulge. Yeah, so uh, some new stuff has been lined up by Battlefront Miniatures for Flames of War. Uh, it took a little while to get round to the Bulge stuff for the British, but they are finally here. 
in all their glory. Uh, so we're going to be getting a new bulge British book, uh, which has been designed for you to dive in and start playing as your late war Brits during World War II with your 15 millimeter miniatures. Uh, the focus here is going to be on uh, a bunch of different sort of historically accurate um, squadrons and companies and all that kind of stuff as well. You've got uh, a focus towards kind of like market garden and that stuff to begin mm -hmm. with and then into the Rhine crossing and then also some more of the pushes into uh, deeper Germany during the late war and all that kind of stuff as well. In addition, there's also the new uh, campaign set that you see there. Um, so this is a new uh, sort of, well, it's not new. They've done campaigns in the past, but this is a, re an, a neat little sort of extra pack that comes alongside this. So you and your friends can play out a full campaign uh, using the British and stuff. And as I say, maybe you will take things a bridge too far. <laughs> so I was, was going to drop <laughs> bridge by bridge. There we go. Which is, which is the old name of the British book for this, oh, this period. A question. Mm hmm. The exploding half track there. Yes. Is that a person flying through the air? Away yes. from just on the left. Or a it soldier like a running going, away ah! from it. Yeah. <laughs> it. It could be both. Or, could be. Or, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's neat that they're bringing out that little mm. extra something to go alongside the British with the campaigns there. So you can play out kind of everything. And it also works with all of the stuff that's been out before for the bulge yeah. for uh, the Germans and stuff. So, it'd be interesting to see the actual campaign pack because the last yeah, time yeah. they did firestorm you got map and stickers with it so you could plot the progress of um 30 core or whoever you happen to be playing as you you went through the firestorm campaign i would imagine it would be similar if not better yeah. but yeah uh there's also the new uh well everyone likes miniatures uh, and so there's a new uh otherwise why are you here uh there's <laughs> This new bold British starter force that is uh, on the way for Flames of War, which is the Comet Armoured Squadron, which comes mm -hmm. with, as you can see, a whole host of tanks. Yeah. Uh, so it's gone bulging with tanks. It is a bulging with tanks. Um, in the back. Yeah. Uh, so there's a whole, yes. there's, there's loads of stuff in there. It's very cool. Uh, a lot of people were like, that's a lot of comets. And then everyone was like, shut up. I like comments. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, if you're interested in diving in and playing as the British, you've got this as a nice way to begin with that. It should be noted that each of the starter forces don't just come with the miniatures. They also come with like a slim down version. Well, not it's the full rule book, but in A5. It's the A5 so you rule, yeah. And, have fun with yeah it. and you and actually get a, a nice guide on what you should build you for do, this yeah. force to get you up and running which is always nice to see. Uh, in addition to that, throughout the next couple of weeks, um, so the rest of October and into November, we're also going to be seeing the release of a whole bunch of additional um, kits uh, in plastic and stuff for, uh, for Flames of War and the British. We'll go into more detail with these as they come out from week mm. to week. There'll always be a little bit of a, an update on them in the news and that kind of thing, but this is just a teaser of what awaits you for the British. So if you've been waiting in the wings very patiently going, where's my bold British book? It's going to be here soon. And then on top of that, all of the miniatures as well. So plenty of things for you to get stuck into yeah. and have fun with for the bulge and uh, World War II. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's that time of year. Everything gets colder and... Uh... The Germans attempt to go back through the Ardennes. So yeah, yeah. Worked now's the first a great time, time to stop it. <laughs> they never expect us to go through there again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. So yeah, keep keep an eye out for more news on that as and when they come out. And I should also point out that all of the things that you just saw there are available to pre-order from store.ontabletop.com. So if you want to get your hands on the miniatures and those starter sets Bye, and all that kind of good stuff, you can get it from us. Yay. Sweet to the beat. Right, we've one last piece of news from yes. a little company that apparently is celebrating something. Yeah, so something's oh, yeah. old now. 
Um, but yeah, in in perfect Games Workshop timing, they couldn't have held this on a on a, on a Wednesday or a Thursday, could they? No. Uh, they're going to be doing the 35th anniversary weekend for Warhammer 40,000 uh, on Saturday. So tomorrow, when when you're uh, from when you're watching this, mm. uh, it's going to be at 2 p.m. BST. They're going to be doing a big live show celebrating 35 years of the old Warhammer 40,000. Uh, so if you want to dive in and uh, find out what's coming up, maybe there's a new edition coming next year. There probably is a new edition coming next year. Uh, uh, you can go check this out and see what's coming up. Um, to celebrate that as well, they're also going to be doing a day of funness. Um, so you'll be able to dive in and, and find out what else they're doing over on Warcom. But also they're going to be releasing this new miniature, which is Bayard's Revenge, based on a very cool piece of uh, artwork from the old Black Templars Codex and Space Marine Codex back in the day, which shows off a Emperor's Champion nailing an orc to the ground. It's October, but apparently Games Workshop has forgotten and is just killing them all. Um, so there we go. Um, what? A month for the Xenos? No. How could this happen? It's the way to do it. I mean, nobody said they had to be alive orcs. Exactly. They just had yeah. to be featured orcs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, a fun new little diorama vignette piece for you to pick up and add into your Black Templar armies. Looking very cool indeed. Uh, use that in your in your Black Templar forces. Maybe, you know, there's still a lot of boxes sitting around of that old army set, probably somewhere in someone's store that nobody wanted. So if you're interested in starting <laughs> the Black Templars, make sure to go and pick those up and have some fun with that. As I say, they're probably going to be announcing some really fun stuff. So we'll talk about it next weekend because we're on the pulse. There we go. <laughs> I, I, I do want that work before he got stabbed as a miniature. It is very cool. It looks, look a, it looks like a, 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 a sort of standard knob. So you'll probably be able to play around with him a little bit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a little bit disappointed, it has to be said. Oh, yes. Um, so 35 years. Mm-hmm. There's the preview screen. Where is the original 40K cover there? That, that would have been a good idea, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. In the back of the, yeah. Uh, Some of know. the old miniatures or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's I, I mean, one bit of old artwork on that, yeah, you can see like half of it. Yeah, but that's the Ultimate Codex from 2nd Edition. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything else there is a box front, more or less, I think. So like, why not have the Rogue Trader, the yeah. first? I mean, it's th- you're celebrating 35 years since it was released. Put it on the preview screen, at least. Do you yeah. really expect them Remember to Remember where you came that. from. Oh, yeah. No, they have. I will say that... Um, but that's uh, because the designer doing it isn't 35 years old. That's uh, probably it. Yeah. Or, yeah, or doesn't know it exists. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we've been on them for 35 years. We need some art. Old art. All right, well, here's will, stuff from six months ago. That's old. <laughs> I will say that if you are interested in kind of that rogue tradery vibes, mm-hmm. they have done a series of videos over the last week painting up uh, like Crimson Fists and Orcs in the old rogue trader schemes. And also on Warhammer Plus, this week's battle report was a rogue trader themed battle at the farm so it was the proper Rin's world clash between the crimson fists and the orcs and they had them looking for jewels on the table what did you say that did you say rimmer world we don't talk yeah. about what happened to yeah. Rin's world oh uh, but, uh, now i'm gonna have the rimmer world thing stuck in my head <laughs> turn I, your I will, face away i would also say they do it in a really fun rogue trader fashion as well so one of the presenters actually plays the gm as you would have done back in the day and sort of messes around with the, the yeah. game and, and throws some interesting spanners into the works and all that kind of stuff couldn't they actually have just played rogue trader yes but rogue trader takes about four days to play no, so you only think that because you've been listening to liars the, the no, battle no. of the farm was like two squads aside it takes no longer than 
not, well, it's probably faster actually than the car detection. Well, to be fair, there's no vehicles in it, so you don't have to use yeah. the vehicle rules and the targeting sheet and everything. So. If you ever feel like playing Battle for the Farm, Fugu models ah. do the Battle of the Farm set in Resident Evil. They do actually, Point, yeah. Which you know, exactly. gives you all of the pieces that the original Battle Report had um, for the terrain for the backdrop. So nice. it's a really nice set. Anyway, I think that's enough news. We, we don't want to have too much news. It feels like all the nah, news. Nah. Well, you've got to wait till next week for all the news. All yeah, the news. So. Right. Yeah. We shall take a quick swish and return to wrap up the show. All right. We are back to take a look at some 3D printing. And since Ben had already picked the 3D print for the end of the week, we're going to be revisiting it, but yeah. not looking at the rules, looking at the miniatures. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Mr. Modulork um, started out creating a whole bunch of awesome miniatures. And so that's what we're going to be diving into right now. So over on my mini factory that, and a bunch of other places, you're able to pick up a bunch of very cool orc bits for you to use in creating your various Warbands for Modulorca, obviously, uh, but also just generally for use in games like One Forty Thousand or Grimdark Future, whichever way you want to go. Um, yeah, a lot of the designs are very much sort of akin to the look of the Games Workshop ones, but they've also got lots of vibes from a lot of the Cromlech range and Max Mini and Puppet Wars and all that kind of stuff as well, which is really nice to see. Uh, but then there's lots of really nice little unique touches here and there as well, which I think is quite fun. You especially see that I think in things like these like vehicle crews um i think they're very good yes proper hillbilly style and how does he reach the floor (laughs) that's what i want to imagine just like a friend uh, just like short round (laughs) he's gonna have blocks tied to his feet yeah or like every other green skin he wills it to work maybe oh yeah maybe there's another goblin yeah he has a friend down there and it's just like faster 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 yeah um but you'll notice that a lot of the characters that you're seeing here or the different miniatures are tied to the colors and themes of the warbands that we saw in the rules during mm. the the week section. So if you're looking to pick up uh, specific miniatures to work within the game with the, with the various weapons and that kind of stuff, they've basically taken a lot of the render work and use those on the card art, enabling you to kind of mix and match and use them as you see fit. The other thing that's really nice about what they've done uh, is that um, Modulork tends to are on the side of modularity, as you mm-hmm. might have imagined by the name. So a lot of the orcs that you'll get in terms of the sort of standard kits will come with ways for you to alter their weapon loadouts and that kind of stuff as well. So if you're looking to create some very unique um, war gangs of boys to use in your games, you can do that. If you want to see what happens if Tony Stark was an orc, mm. uh, then you've got that option as well. Tony uh, Stork? St- yeah. Tony Stork. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you've got some very cool options there for you to play with character-wise and all that kind of stuff, especially if you're looking to kind of make really unique um, squad leaders and stuff. Uh, I think using some of these miniatures to kind of, pardon me, break up the kind of squads that you normally have in games of 40K would be really fun. So you could use these to lead various units and give them a little bit more of a theme, which I think is always nice to see. Oh, so, come yeah. back. I nice like the to way see they- the- Sorry? I like the way his claw and what is There's that? A little one? bit of smoke, I think, coming out of a gun in the middle of it. Ah, that's really cool. Well, that's that's my interpretation. It may or may not be that. I like the fact <laughs> that they're Dark wearing Orc. they're wearing uh, hard hats. Yeah, <laughs> which means any of them who are wearing tops need to be in high vis, <laughs> yeah. fluoro orange. 
Yeah, we might be orcs, but we've got to adhere to health and safety. So, <laughs> safety they, first. They what if we have a war? They close it down because it's not safe. <laughs> well, you know, I I guarantee you that that's one weird boy. Yeah, they're like a recycling crew. Yeah, <laughs> going to recycle you. Use your bits for something else. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's a really nice section of different things. As I say, they they're kind of hit the nail on the head when it comes to kind of like your standard orcs, if you can have such a thing, uh, as well as looking at things like trying to tie uh, releases into uh, elements like the beast snaggers. Uh, and if you're trying to make sort of more sort of classic uh, sort of clan-based warbands based around the, free, the freebooters and all that kind of stuff, you can... Rebel grots. Yeah. I, uh, uh, as, as my friend was pointing out, it's a real shame that... Um, there's no longer the kind of grot revolution stuff in the uh, the orc army books and things, but you can obviously make it uh, and, and kind of theme things around it. I had a go at building a 1,000 point uh, grot based army on uh, the app recently. It was 60 grots in the end, uh, plus wow. three killer cans, a shotgun, and uh, some run master, some run herders, and, and a leader and stuff. So, uh, so yeah. it's not the yeah. Grot Liberation Front then. It's not the full on Grot Liberation Front, no. So Shit. you've not got the not got the the Red Gobbo leading the way, unfortunately. But uh, but yeah, well, he, oh, he's trapped in a world nice. full of nothing but orcs. Yeah. Wouldn't want him anyway. Or he's a splitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Uh, yeah, as you can see, uh, some fun little options here and there for making orcs uh, in, in various different ways and building them up uh, to create fun and interesting warbands. This, nice. this, yeah. this squig rider is flipping cool. Yeah. He's I, cool. I love the way he's just showing off how rich he is because instead of bullets in the bandolier, it's teeth. Yes. <laughs> he's not the coolest, though, because the coolest is bad to the bone. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. yeah. Yeah. I like. I love that his base is just all casing. Yeah, the- <laughs> foot on brass. Yes, <laughs> something we can get behind. Yeah, I swear I did not leave anyone alive. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of. It, the thing is, I, I always I really like about orcs is that I think they're the fun option when it comes to diving into playing like sci-fi games, like grimdark sci-fi games, because you can have so much fun with them, uh, building them up in different ways and creating different themed forces. And everything is an orc kit, as we often say. Like, anything can be taken and turned into something <laughs> orky with enough uh, with enough explosives. I yep. love that one. Yeah. I absolutely love cool. that one. That is very cool. <laughs> I, I will forever think of these as the things from Teddy Ruxpin, mind you. <laughs> uh. Are squigs growing? Yes, they are all fungoids. In much the same way as uh, snotlings, as snotlings and orcs, and everything. Everything is fun is fungus in the orky world. Everything so. is fungus. Everything is fungus. So you can't train them to work for anybody else. I think some Imperials have tried with. But they used to be part of the Tyranid list. Did they? I didn't realize yeah. that. Oh. Yeah. Used to but get squig swarms in that as well. I think some oh. Adeptus Mechanicus have tried to do it, and it just yeah hasn't went well. Uh, I'm he's, just going to. He's just very weird boy esque, styly yeah, of um, like who'd you call him? Yeah, but e- even his uh, his stabbing thing has to have a small engine on it. Yeah, well you know, it's, it's how the, how the world works. Mm-hmm. I can never remember his name because I never played the Horde because I had taste. Oh, oh yeah. Gul'dan. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I've sent you a link in uh, Discord as well, uh, Jerry, okay. just to open up as well, because uh, all of this stuff is available, obviously, 3D printers, you can see here. But if you are interested in uh, actually picking up the models physically, Ooh. you can buy them. So this is a My Mini Factory sort of subsidiary company. They'll print them for you so you can get them, as you see, in lovely 3D printed resin. Oh, I love the squigs so. with the helmets on. Yes, they are very cool. <laughs> and that's that's actually a piece of kit you can give your squigs in Modulorca as well, which is nice. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, the... Sizes. Yeah, so there's like uh, like normal boy size and mm. then like elite hero size, which I think is really fun. Ah! <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so obviously, the price is a little bit bigger, but that's because obviously yeah. they need to print them themselves and then they give a cut to the um, creators as well. So, yeah, then they have you know. postage, packing, salary. Exactly. Yeah, so... Do they sell broadheads? I don't know if the grot heads come separately. I think it's just grots, but uh, yeah. I think there were. Maybe, maybe I imagine that. Grot head, no. You no, could always just cut the heads off the grots if you really. Because <laughs> the guys down in the. Oh no, they do. They, they do. The yeah. grot heads do come separately. Because yeah. so. the guys don't. Well, not as a kit though. Because the guys down in the gaming club were talking about sticking grot heads onto. Votan. Um, uh, Body. That would be cool. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you've got some nice options there if you want to go down the digital route or if you want to um, get them physically. Actually, get the miniatures. I should also point out as well uh, that there is a Mr. Modular Kickstarter coming soon, which is all STL based. Um, So this will give you uh, new starter packs for both the Horde and the Hunters. Um, so if you are looking to play Modulorca, this will give you everything you need to play as those two factions with all the That's governments surprising. and things as well. So. It looks like it's all works again. What a surprise. Who would have thought it? <laughs> yeah. It's almost like Mr. Modulork likes his greens. <laughs> it's a brave new world. That's what they tell me. Right. So... Having been teased with a Kickstarter that's upcoming, shall we finish off the show with a couple of Kickstarters that are here right now? Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim centre over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. We have a pair. Little compact and bijou, tiny little Kickstarters. So uh, first off is Trailer Park. Warlords of the Apocalypse. Uh, This is from Bad Goblin Games. Uh, It's an interesting little Kickstarter because it's for a new rule set for post-apocalyptic warfare, where you play out your Warlord of the uh, Apocalypse in a trailer park. These are not your usual, you know, 100 caravan trailer parks, though. In a Judge Dredd style these are mega trailer parks. Because after the apocalypse, people have um, rolled forward and when they came crawling out of their caves and stuff, obviously having your hands on a bunch of wheeled vehicles were the best way to go. And then people just (laughs) sort of, families met other families and over time, these trailer parks sort of grew and became permanent features. Um, So you've got a... So something like in Ready Player One. Yeah, I've yeah, never, yeah. I've with never the, read it. With the caravans yeah, stacked stacks. top of each other, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Sure, that's it. Um, so the idea behind it is there is um, like a a gang fight Necromunda style game where you have your your 
warlord of the uh, apocalypse and his group of ne'er-do-wells attempting to do whatever it happens to be that your warlord wants, like all the toilet paper or maybe that massive box of Twinkies or just carving out more land, <laughs> whatever it happens to be. Or maybe um, a piece of tech that you actually need to make clean water because, you know. Oh, it's no, a wheelbarrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there are some named gangs like these, the Fellowship of the Tin Star, the, the Bubba's, quite like the Bubba's, currently led by Bubba the Sixth, although nobody knows if he's actually the Sixth Bubba because nobody in the future can really count. Certainly not the Bubba's <laughs> anyway. Um, so there are different, uh, I suppose, ways that you can build your gang. You can build a specific thing like the Bubba's or like the Fellowship of the Tin Star who are a bit more sort of martial and trying to bring a bit of law and order together. Um, or you can kind of mix and match because the apocalypse for um, Trailer Park isn't just something that's happened, you know, today. The apocalypse happens today and then people are picking up their their bits and pieces after the fallout with whatever tech level we have. Uh, instead, there's been a period of several hundred years of humanity working together and going to the stars and getting into robotics and AI genetic um adaptation and stuff so arm defending machine so when you yeah <laughs> so when you when you come to build your your troops your gangs for the the warlords game you can be things like the awakened which are animals that have i love them that That's have so cool. become you know been genetically manipulated and then over time have yeah. become their own races so you know if you want a squirrel with a minigun you can have there's that a, there's a chicken with a rocket there's a chicken with a rocket. You need a squirrel with a rocket launcher. But then yeah. you can also get your hands on you know things like AI that maybe have joined the the well. This is the the liberation front for the the robots and androids, um, and so you know sentient vending machines with guns on them or I like monsters. The I just or, think it's going to fire cans of coke at people. Yeah, which is a great way to go. Uh, there's roadkill. There the awakened. So your you know deers and chickens and stuff. Also, plants mutations and adaptations have have given rise to, or possibly even alien, um, have given rise to actual plant based things that are kicking around as well. Um, so while the Kickstarter is there to get the game going, uh, they've also had a load of these models. Uh, sculpted, which will be available as both STLs and, if they get the funding, uh, casts, so actual physical models as well. I do um, love that the stag is carrying a hunting rifle. Well, yeah, yeah it, it's payback time <laughs> from the old staggy stag stag. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the game itself is very intriguing because you've got a really lot of flexibility when it comes to the build, because you can obviously choose to have a mixture of humans and robots and cyborgs and walking trees and squirrels with machine guns but then you also have the various types of cards metamorphoses um mutations uh, and they're not always beneficial so just because you have additional things um that help you out they're they may be detrimental so you can't just go through and sort of cherry pick going i want three legs because it gives me plus one speed and then i want this because it'll give me armored you know body blah 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 you'll find that having the three legs means that you know can't shit well, <laughs> well the, the leg the, has the to third, go somewhere the third leg <laughs> might be coming out top of your head yeah or yeah also that um so they've been working on this for a little while now they've um already got a game called ages of conflict and um the sort of the gaming group that has put this together uh includes people like damien and edgar who uh wrote blood and steel 
for Firelock Games. So they're part of their, cool, their gaming yeah. club. So they've had some input in here as well. Uh, so they've got like a handy little set of videos up on the website where you can see what you need to play out the game and how you can play it out. And obviously you can go as mad into your post-apocalyptic train as you want. Even though it's based around these trailer parks and they tend to have a lot of vehicles in them, you don't have to build it that way. So you're not tied to going, well, I'm going to need a million RVs and, and that sort of thing, motorhomes to yeah. stick around just because they happen to have wheeled up beside something and then built out their their little corner of the world. Uh, could be built on the ruins of a city, could be built in the middle of nowhere. Maybe they want to get back to nature and they thought nobody would touch them if they were out in a green field by some sort of slightly radioactive lake. Um, so you can, you can go nuts with that. Uh, but yeah, it's a really interesting game. Good, solid system behind it with a really uh, it uses a, a similar system to Blood and Steel, actually, for their initiative. So you you have a, a bidding mechanic. That was the bit that really caught, caught yeah, my eye. Yeah, you activate um, model about, but then you're you're rolling dice at the start, and then you're bidding with those dice. So you may bid high, and then just find that you've been matched or beaten with your opponent's highest roll. So you're constantly having to think about how you want to activate the troops on the tabletop because you're dealing with such a, a small amount uh, and there's a lot going on going in too hard too soon could find yourself sort of at, at uh, a detriment later on um but yeah i i like the i like the i like the depth i'm a big fan of depth i, I tend to go to the extremes when i'm playing big mass battles i like simplicity so that you can actually get into the game but with skirmish games i think having the additional detail and layers and um like you're saying yeah. for Morcula earlier, um, having the different status effects, similar sort of thing here, because you're not having to deal with 60 player or 60 models aside, you're not going, well, that's going to be too much to keep track of you, you know, eight to yeah. 10 models in a, in a little warband. You can go in there and go, okay, well, these guys are tooled up in this way. They've got these sort of various adaptations. And then when the game starts playing out, you're going, okay, well, he's, he's been knocked down or he's knocked out or wounded, or he's now you know, dragging a leg around, uh, see if you like a little cat right, still has to. Yeah. <laughs> still has that's, to, yeah. That's, that's why you should always take yeah. a third. You just the, the, thing, the, uh... the thing that I really liked about it was that it was approaching the post-apocalyptic side of things from a different aesthetic angle as well. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the time you'll see post-apocalyptic stuff and it's all grand, but if it's all kind of like Mad Maxian and that kind of stuff or fallout yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But I really like that they went down that and they even talk about this, that it's got kind of like a, a Gamma World vibe which is the kind yeah. of D, &D spin-off from a while ago that well still exists actually as well i guess uh there was very much like a mishmash of all sorts of different things that came together like for example talking of gamma world and the ideas and the aesthetics mm -hmm. i played a living statue from a uh a bathroom company to give you an idea of the kind of things that you could do and stuff and that i love that they've got mm -hmm. those vibes going through yeah. uh, my name was mo ben because that's what i'd read i'd read on the uh, front of a toiletry thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, i think yeah. the only thing i really want from this kickstarter is maybe to see a bit more of the art well that's what they're hoping to get the yeah. the funding mm -hmm. through as well which is the thing so they are working obviously at the moment but i think once the funding comes through for it you'll be out they'll be able to spend a little bit more of their money on artwork and design and that kind mm. of stuff as well because as jerry was saying like the core of the mechanics is there like yeah. the the, mm. the basis of the game is really fun and but after watching through those solid, videos yeah. i was like well i know how to play now so yeah, <laughs> so. yeah they're, they're approaching a kickstarter from a weird point of view of 
needing a Kickstarter to produce an end product. <laughs> Here's our idea. Wow. This is what we've done. Yeah. And Kickstarter, <laughs> as a crowdfunding campaign, we need yeah. you to help realize it in, to its fullest extent. Has nobody uh, told them that's not how Kickstarter works? No, though. no. These, these days, it's just a pre-order for Cool Mini or not. It's, it's, it's just insanity. a website it'll, for it'll, marking off paint jobs. Never catch um, Sorry, boys. But yeah, so there we have it. The trailer park, Warlords of the Apocalypse. Um, a cracking game and some really interesting miniatures as well. So, you know, if you're after STLs or actual physical things, assuming they, they get there, um, funding in it'll be interesting to see there's, uh, the awakened are really nice yeah. there's also a um a facebook group that you can go and check out which mm. i'll put in the links down below so you can go and join them and discuss the game and all that kind of stuff as well so because they, they're very very active in there uh, in talking about bringing the game to life so yeah, yeah. very fun cracking stuff and our final kickstarter uh, is another little small one this is a little teeny tiny teeny tiny one um from Ragnarok miniatures. So Colin Ooh. Patton has decided to do, he's called it Fields of Battle for Ragnarok 4. Ah. And, this, and this came about because uh, he was working on some saga fatigue markers and thought, <laughs> actually, <laughs> why did I sell these? <laughs> why did I sell these? Um, so it's a very small Kickstarter. I believe there's only one pledge level in it, which is just yeah, yeah. by the, the miniatures. Yeah. Um, so it's a, a set of yeah. 16 casualty markers plus two sets of 16 uh, other markers that could be used for anything. If you're not playing Saga, uh, you can use them for fatigue or shaken or disorder. So there's a set of crows and a set of helmets. I've actually got bigger pictures of them here because they're really nice. Uh, so it's very simple. It's mostly viking looking fellows although there's a, a bit of an anglo-saxon sort of feel to a few of them as well eight are dead eight are <laughs> wounded in some terrible way with uh you know arrows in i would totally go for the wounded punches. ones because we, i would sneak them in as a as, as actual a, figures as a marker but then when i count my miniatures for an attack i kind of oh you kind of are your big dice not enough <laughs> <laughs> these guys you couldn't count them they're obviously dead but those other ones that's those other ones are, they, oh, no clearly they're, they're alive lloyd they'll go after your ankles yeah. <laughs> but the uh the human figures if we'll call them that and i will um so you get 16 of them, like I say, eight dead, eight wounded in a variety of poses. Uh, they also come with separate shields and then 16 random weapons. So axes, swords and stuff. So, you, you know, you can vary them up a bit, um, throw them around in various places to show how they're looking. If you play like a mass battle style of game, so like your, your Lord de la Guerre's, Hail Caesars, whatever it happens to be in your multi-basing, you can also put the occasional casualty into the middle of a mass rank. So you have your nice shield wall and then maybe one guy with the arrow sticking in him and maybe a dead fellow behind. That'd be just cool. to just yeah. to change it up a bit and give a bit more realism. I really like the fact he's done a little flag as well. Oh, that's look nice. look at the stitching on that. Actually cloth, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's calm for you. He's um I won't rig a ship. I might rig a uh, a flag. Let's <laughs> underrate it. Yeah. Uh, but the figures themselves are stunning. He is actually working on a full Viking army uh, in this style that may be a Kickstarter next year, or uh, I'm not sure how he's planning on doing it, but for if you're after sort of a range of Vikings, um, then it's a way to go. However, he has sculpted Doesn't ranges he already for people have in the past. Vikings, though? He, he did. He sold them to Warlord Games. So if you go to Warlord ah. Games' website, that's the old Saxon miniature range. 
he currently has a range of fantasy stuff. So he's got dwarves, elves, yes. and Draugr. So yeah. the undead. I think he has some Vikings. Because I was looking at his site the other day, and he has um, he has like Valhalla based like Vikings. Yeah, yeah, there's, all there's, around there's, Starkers. Yeah, yeah, there's a ver- there's a small number of them, but um, but he already has. I think gripping based he started with as well. So gripping base certainly have Vikings. Um, Warlord definitely have a Saxon miniatures range that will all match these. And then he's doing a new range for himself. Um, so yeah. you know, there's plenty of figures where you can just go, well, these match almost perfectly. I've got a saga force based on his Vikings actually, which is sweet because I really like those the look of the ones that it, the Warlord have now. The was it the Saxon miniature Saxon range? miniature range, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so these these blend in perfectly, have the same style of sculpting, and then there's also uh, a little set of helmets, which is a a variety of helms based on I think four or five different um, helms that have been found in various places. So again, could be used for base dressing, could use them as little markers for certain games, uh, feast of crows or battle um, battle ravens and things like that. If you just want to change up instead of using the uh, the cardboard markers, and Again, either fatigue markers for your your range of ravens slash crows, or I think some of these should really be sitting on top of some of the dead fellas pecking at the rallies. I think that would work very well, yeah. Why would you not? (laughs) Here's a crow, here's a dead fella. I want them pecking at his eyes in uh, full crowy fury. And it's, yeah, it's just a very simple little set of uh, Viking miniatures and accoutrement, perfect for your games of saga or any other game that uses sort of Vikings and fatigue and casualty markers. There are plenty of them out there. You need to mark your disorder for Lion Rampant because the second edition lets you go back to the Viking Age quite easily. Then it's a great way of doing it. I like the fact that we used Saga for an example though. Yeah, well, yeah, you would. He used Saga for an example first. <laughs> and that's why they exist. Maybe so get that on a t-shirt for you. And if you're playing the game at home, you're probably now passed out from alcohol. That's it. (laughs) Right. I think that wraps us up for another week. We will be back with you on Sunday morning for our XLBS, where we'll be wittering about some hobby time in the gentle meandering of our Cult of Games. If you're not a Cult of Games member, you can come over to ontabletop.com and sign up for a 30-day trial by merch. Uh, Otherwise, we shall return next week for more of the same on Friday night. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.